1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top ten show, the movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the 1AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico Loro, the silver screen dude. Oh, hell yeah. Hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the 1AJ Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Lero okay okay so um well one you could read the headline over the title but we also warned our regular listeners that this episode was coming um been an awkward week should i say when it comes to the black lives matter black lives and whatnot because there are certain actions that then you feel like you have to defend and i feel certain people have lost the idea of the cause i'm not saying there's stuff i disagree with there was some stuff i do disagree with definitely there are others i'm kind of split in between and then but the the fight continues as far as the silver screen dudes are concerned we are we are on a quest for justice and a quest for change and that's 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 my take on it for that that's great
0: quality man yeah
1: yeah that yeah yeah that is that is that is the one so that's really what we were doing out there like in a time where we'd done quarantine because quarantine was it is not a jumping on the bandwagon quarantine was just a case of yeah, should we do it? Then we're like, oh, maybe we're wrong. This episode, however, isn't jumping on the bandwagon, but it's like while people are willing to be open to a subject and before it leaves your mind, before the trend of Black Lives Matter is gone again and there's only a few social justice warriors out there, I am one of them when I call that, so don't think you're being insulted when I say that. Um, yeah, we just thought we'd throw a few movies out there for you guys to actually take in and get a bit more understanding as to why this campaign and this movement is taking place
0: yes um actually that that's a really good point for me to add on the why this is all taking place because art has <laughs> has imitated reality and also influenced reality no matter what genre no matter what rea- no no matter what subject of reality you're talking about and probably no more so than with black lives matter and the history of how african-americans and africans and afro-caribbeans and black people in general worldwide have just never been on the same level pegging as other people now i'm gonna have to instantly put up a defense for myself because Mm -hmm. i know you you brought up the fact that there's some people who are missing the point of what's going on here and i assume you're referring to no all lives matter firstly the next person who says all lives matter please Hit me up on Twitter. I'll give you my home address. Come over and I'll knock Bass the living fuck out. Now, it may also come as no surprise that and if you can't tell by my voice and you haven't seen on our Instagram with numerous photos of us together, AJ happens to be the black guy. I happen to be the white guy. Now, there's this thing going around, which I can't quite get my head around, which is like the Black Lives Matter movement, people protesting in favour of it aren't allowed to be white in some way. Right? Which, again, is fucked up, because that falls into... So, on one side, we've got All Lives Matter. On the other hand, it's like, oh, if you're white, you're just jumping on some sort of SJW bandwagon. It's not what you really believe in. You're just doing it for clickbait. You're just doing it for views. You're just doing it for style fucking I've heard every single thing under the sun. There is one thing which I've heard very few people come out and say, and I can't quite get my head around why, but this isn't about colour. <laughs> This is about equality. This is about the cease of oppression. This is about recognition of humankind. It doesn't matter if I'm black, white, yellow, Hispanic, Central Asian. It doesn't fucking matter, right? The fact that my up that my sole belief on the subject is this shit needs to die, and by this shit I mean this continued racism that seems to permeate the world especially in america but not just but especially in america um it needs to fucking stop it's the 21st century and it doesn't matter what color my skin is or what my upbringing was or what my what my human dna is my set of beliefs is that equality is good oppression is bad and it stops there
1: yeah yeah you know it comes down to this thing where they say there's only one race the human race so as long as you you are accepting that there are human beings on this world in the, on this planet you need to accept that they should all be treated equally it, it it it's part and parcel and it's like what makes you feel you are more superior than anyone else and you know you know when people do you know the one that makes me laugh and it's a statement that i was like you know what good point And like well if all lives matter why does black lives matter bother you it's 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 a weird one and but again you know as you said and you're you're quite right in this is that people believe that if you are white and you're promoting black lives matter you're wrong and i this comes from both sides this comes from both sides you know and i'm i now the black guy talking i'm going to talk to the black community out there guys you can't be protesting for equality and then getting upset that someone's fighting for that equality for you. You're getting support in the in the case that we're fighting for. It it, it There is no in betweens on this. If it, it's not a, it's time for us to take over things. No, no. If if that's what you're about, you're you're wrong. You, it's not what I'm about. So if that's what you're about, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. you're wrong. And I I I as as I put out in a page recently when this is when the statues came down and that i'm going to reserve my right on what i'm going to call this per- this individual but the individual tried to burn the flag and whatnot and i was like which flag sorry the british flag did you not see that
0: no i've missed all that
1: so there, there's an individual i believe it was a gentleman some people say female but this person tried to burn the british flag near one of the paths or what have you now I, I, as i said to people, I've got two situations on this. <laughs> Are you trying to say it based on the the history of the British flag? Whichever way you want to do it, you're still wrong. And I, I, I'm going to say why I say you're wrong. This peace protest, that peaceful protest that's going there, is based on something that started in America. If you had an issue with this flag, you should have been demonstrating before against the British flag, right? And I know it all. everything becomes all bundled into one and I get that but we have to be realistic in what we're doing for anyone supporting that it's like well right now the UK hasn't said that they don't support this the UK haven't banned us from protesting which okay on the borderline is illegal but it's not a hate crime the police no, it's have actually t- been but protest-
0: it's not illegal mate coming in peaceful protesting is absolutely no no, no.
1: what I'm saying is if the if the government had banned the protest that would have been illegal oh
0: is that oh these, right yeah, right sorry
1: in that sense, yeah so you know um there's nothing in that. I've not seen certain things, okay, that, you know, okay, could be a bit more considerate and understanding. And there are certain things that you hear and see along the way this week, throughout these past few weeks. But it's, in fair, it's had a lot of coverage in a positive way. It's not that we have people like our friend across the pond who's quite negative and talking about looting and shooting and stuff like that. It's been there. So why are we now being, turning a negative light on what has been quite a positive situation? And that's where I say to people, no, you know, so anyone who is, oh, it's just for us black people, the white people don't get it. You're wrong. For anyone who's taken it as a chance to loot, to do stuff in a negative fashion, that's going to bring negative light to the situation. No, I don't want to know. I'm sorry. That's not what it's about. And right now, OK, I'm saying it here. We're recording on a Friday. Tomorrow, Tommy Robinson and go. are meant to be going down to central London to protect your statues. Guys,
0: police not
1: But even that because I know I've seen people say it and they, they're they not quoting the street prophets; They're quoting street slang. If you want the smoke, we'll bring the smoke. Guys, defend yourself if you must, but do not lose sight. Do not lose sight. I know this will be a bit late by the time this comes out, but it doesn't matter. I just want anyone to know, because I don't know what comes out in the future. Do not lose sight on the motion. We are showing that all lives are equal. Everyone is to be treated respectfully. If they want to be thugs, let them just stay there because we're not about that. If they want to bring the smoke, then the smoke comes. That's a different story. I'm not here to advocate violence by any means. That's not what the silver screen dudes are about. Keep your cool people. Peace. Unity. Equality.
0: Of all of these historically established symbols and monuments, I'm, I'm, some of them I support, some of them I'm torn on. The, getting rid of the British flag. That, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm not touching that one with the 10-foot pole.
1: Um, it's, it's scary, because here's my thing if you believe that we need a new flag I'll, I'll say what i believe and if you agreed and you can say if we don't just say I'm not, I'm not touching more if you believe the uk did, needed a new flag where has your campaign been for that you've lived under this flag and it's there that's my standard law if it, you believe it needed more equality show it but it wasn't that so burning
0: the flag i i, I disagree with well it's funny you say that because that kind of parallels Really well what I was going to raise with regards to America, because you've seen NASCAR, which is not to be yeah. disrespectful. <laughs> it, has a the,
1: southern, it has a
0: southern fan base. And, and they've banned the Confederate flag. Yeah. And that type of flag has got no place in the world because that flag literally stood for oppression and slavery. Is that it, it?
1: Was it was the South. Wanted to keep their slaves. It's it's as pure as that. There was no in between. That's what that was about. So we can't say much more. The UK flag is is based on the, again it's United Kingdoms. It's shown the unity of these uh, you know these kingdoms. So what, where we're going with that, I don't know. Um,
0: the pulling down of the statues. <laughs> uh, I get it. In America, the statues of people who were Confederates. I do believe you should pull them down. There's a lot of naval bases and army bases which are named after Confederate leaders. I do believe those should be renamed. The Winston Churchill statue, and I'm not going to go against this just because I'm British, but what I will say is that with the Winston Churchill statue, you have to remember that this man did fight against Hitler. So, I was going to bring that as well. You know, this man did stand against racism.
1: Well... As someone said, and I'm going to quote this gentleman on my Facebook. His statement was, "Okay, Winston Churchill, conservatives have a history of being racist." And I'm not judging you in this, Nick. I know that. I'm over well, never talking illegal. There, you know, there was a there was a slogan. Do you know it? You know the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want an end for a neighbor, vote for Labour. Like these stuff has happened, but the 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 other side of it, and uh, you know. You have to go with the lesser of two evils. My enemy's enemy. Hitler would have been in power, and we may not be here to have this conversation. That's where that one comes from. Um, I'm talking more about the statue in Bristol that was pulled down and stuff like that. When it comes to the, because I, I wouldn't, I, I don't get why people would attack a world leader who fought in World War Two. But just to me, it's that. If we're going to talk about slave trade, um, I get it. I get it, and I, I understand that there have been campaigns and protests for these to have been taken down before. There is a part of me, and I know... Uh, I don't even know if I want to touch it, because I just feel that the community will be like you, sell out on this, because I... No, I'm all for it being done, and they have to take... A... No, 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 listen, I'm very happy that it's gone down. I, by no means, um, support slavery. I don't support, you know, the murders of mass killings. that, And that's why I'm very happy, because... There's a part of me that says, there's a very small part of me that says, I can understand why people are upset because it's like, well, at the time it wasn't illegal. He was doing a legal trade, you know? Who are you referring to here? I I can't remember the gentleman's name. It's a statue in Bristol of a slave trader that got pulled down. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like, this is where I I, I get your point guys, but as someone else said, Jimmy Savile done a load of charitable work. Would you want one of his statues being erected in the world now? Like, there's a lot of wrong as well. So, but you know what? I my 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 final conclusion and all of it is, it's made the world stop and think. As you said, there's the negative naval bases named after Confederate leaders and statues of people who have done wrong in the world. And now you have to stop and consider, because the masses are watching you.
0: Should that still be there? Yeah. And this is what's wonderful about the Black Lives Matter movement because it's actually. Making people have these conversations, and
1: as as you rightfully said before, and I'm gonna I give you credit to this, and it was this is actually way before Black Lives Matter. It was with the Das Boot situation. Is that when you look at something from another perspective, you can see the errors <laughs> that have come along the way. So it's a time of reflection globally. I would like to say peaceful reflection. Yeah. Peaceful reflection. You know.
0: embrace your inner Mahatma Gandhi on this, you don't need to be violent in order to get your point across yeah
1: and again just for anyone who believes I was against the statue going down, I am not Um, just as we always said wrong is never just clear (laughs) it doesn't have clear points so there are hints of right but there are also huge elements of wrong depends what you're
0: talking about in the context in the context of black lives matter that's right and in the context of racism that's just wrong yeah 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 exactly yeah and honestly if, if you are one of these people who thinks who says all lives matter and who doesn't get what we're talking about this podcast isn't for you well, I
1: don't even know if you could really sit there because you know what you know what I've seen along the way is you get some people who are like, ah, oh, they said this, but what about that one? Guys, we're not we don't have to play a comparison game. We don't have to play a comparison game. If one has got a one-off situation and a kind of ongoing situation, don't compare the two, please. And as you said, you're talking to a black guy and a white guy who have done very near. A landmark amount of episodes together i'm not going to touch on that yet because that's coming up (laughs) when it comes up but like no 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 we're for equality anyone if you're black and you believe it's our time to take over from the white guy unsubscribe goodbye and uh, that's the black guy saying it and i'm sure the white guy's going to say the reverse and agree of if you're white get
0: lost pretty much and it's not about it's not about being a social justice warrior it's not about you know star fucking and it's not about you know being politically correct and all that at the end of the day this is nothing to do with bipartisan politics or embracing good embracing the world for what it is now no this is just about in its purest sense and down to its core just doing the right thing for humankind yeah things just need to stop
1: indeed indeed um for anyone joining for the first time we are actually more humorous than this check any other episode but Uh, (laughs) yeah but you know it's um certain things need to be touched on and that's what we do and again i credit you and i thank you for being the one who came to me and be like are you okay with us doing a black lives episode and i was like you know what well played let's do it so yeah
0: right well shut after a nice 15 minutes of giving our own personal opinions on where we stand on this matter. Should we crack on and talk some movies?
1: Yes, 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 yes. And um, before that, would you
0: like to give the rules? Yes, sir. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us and for returning listeners. Thank you for joining us once again. If you are listening to the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast on your favourite podcast, please, on your favourite podcast platform, please, 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 turn to your left, turn to your right, talk to any movie fans that you may know and say, yo, have you heard the movie Matt Rushmore podcast? You might like it. Please let the world please know that... Please it- maintain a
1: two metre distance huh? though. Please maintain a two metre distance when telling them that we have
0: to be Indeed. responsible. And if you well, I'm on Android, not iOS, or I'm on iOS, not Android, don't worry, because the Movie Matt Rushmore podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, and now distributing in India on Geo7. Yeah, we're in India now.
1: Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) We are inclusive, as you may have heard from the first 15 minutes. I was looking for an episode recently, and I thought, let me just type it quickly instead of going through... um, Spotify. I do use other platforms. I'm not promoting what i do that. And I thought, I think I saw like a Polish version or something. It was like an Eastern European. And I was like, hey, I love it. We're everywhere. We're everywhere,
0: man. That's it. We are everywhere. So, welcome to India and your new platform. Yes. I love it. Joe Savin. Love it. So, if you're listening to us on there, welcome, guys, because we're now distributing on Joe 7. Now that that's all out the way, how does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I, while we're in lockdown, each assign ourselves a topic. We go our separate ways. We make our individual top 10 lists and we come back onto Skype and deliver to you. The silver screen dudes, our loyal 20,000 plus fans, our individual top 10s. Oh, yay. This week, (laughs) I will go first. You will indeed. You will indeed. Bottom three. AJ will then deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. And then we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are running off our lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded up our individual top 10s, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of this genre, which this week
1: is... Black Lives. Just Black Lives. We've done um, racial stereotypes, so you might see a few crossovers in that and real-life events. But this is Black Lives. Um, we're not going to say matters. We're just going to show you some of the struggles and fights that have gone on within black lives and how it's led to change or the injustices that have been endured in that to just give you further education on what is going on at this current time um yes over to you sir um just a small caveat in case you're wondering i kind of stuck to they are kind of dare i say closer to biopic like most of my list is very much impactful on real life but i do have a few that are based on just
0: fiction as well cool I'm going to go with a little caveat as well before I kick in because what I've done with my list, you may have done this differently. There are (laughs) movies about black lives have been made for a long time, good and bad, and they've all depicted different parts of history, um, which black lives have permeated, right? Mm. Now, what I've done is I've focused a lot more and I'm trying to bring this as close to the current state of affairs as possible. I'm going to try and keep this as closely linked to you know police brutality injustices what's going on with with within america specifically and how that's impacted the rest of the world i'm going to avoid going down the more older movies which are about the you know the slavery and you know putting black men and black women as slaves because that is bad we all <laughs> are aware that this happened and i see once again I'm talking to people people. No, slavery was good leave please be gone and do not return okay so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try and make movies which are showing not excusing not explaining just showing how we've come to the point where we are now be it the backgrounds that some of the afro-caribbean uh, that some of the um, afro-caribbeans that some of the african-americans have lived in. be it the way they're treated by the society around them, be it why certain actions happen. And all of these movies, I think highlight that really well without ever going into beating you over the head and saying slavery's bad because I'm coming from a place of, yeah, no shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I, to a degree, to a degree have that. Can I just say that? I think this may have been my hardest one to say, this is my number one. I, I, it was very was difficult. It? Really? Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just had this kind of, they all had very strong, powerful messages, and I was like, "Mm, okay, da-da-da-da-da. But okay, over to you, sir. Your number 10.
0: My number 10 is a movie that a lot of people are going to call me the world's biggest hypocrite for putting on this list, because I've disliked it um, in the past, but we're going to build on that, because it's not a disliking of the movie, it's what the movie was held up against that put me off. My number 10 is Moonlight.
1: (laughs) I get it. Okay. Moonlight didn't make it for me. Um, but yes. So, yeah.
0: here's why. I oh, by the
1: way, sure. just before you just start, did have you got my back this week?
0: Um, I'm not sure.
1: Okay, because there's someone who was deleted and I was just like, please tell me he's got my back. But anyway, continue.
0: <laughs> oh, I might. I might. Cool. I might, I think I might. I don't know which one you're referring to on voice. <laughs> I'm going off of memory here, but I. So- I think i've got your back um so why did moonlight make my list after you know nearly nearly a century of episodes talking about movies with aj on many occasions i've been like fuck moonlight all right there's a context to fuck moonlight the fuck moonlight argument comes when we're holding moonlight up as a box ticking oscar bait movie which was created for winning an oscar weirdly um and where i've got a bit of a but her white boy thing about I think La La Land should have won because I think La La Land was overall the better film. A lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. However, where Moonlight is powerful and why it's made the list, because while it definitely has elements of ticking boxes, and look, look, here's a minority, tick. Here's a drug-addicted mother, tick. Here's... you know a story about homosexuality all rolled into one great medley and it was like tick 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 where moonlight although i've always said the third act is weak where it shows something that's really relevant to black lives and which as privileged white people we do need to recognize look at what happens between act two and three the main character gets into a fight right and up until that point he has not been a bad person. He has not been. He has not had a propensity for violence. He has not had any type of indication that he's going to resort to a life of crime. He's actually been a relatively well-rounded, all but troubled young man. And they show you why he's troubled because of the fact that you know he's got no father figure. Because of the fact that the one father figure he had played by Mahershala Ali disappeared. The fact that his mother is addicted to crack. The fact that he comes from an impoverished background and the fact that he's dealing with homo you know coming out of the closet so to speak he is homosexual which in that community that he was living in wasn't exactly accepted even more so maybe question mark because of his skin color but he essentially gets into a, a an emotionally charged fight with one of his school colleagues it's not the sort of thing that you would send a motherfucker to jail for it's like it's a fight these things happen at school you know and i preface this by saying he was not a what you would call a quote-unquote bad human being look what happens to him when he gets out the prison system look at the person he becomes well thought actually as a perfectly normal emotionally charged human he went into the prison system And the age he went in versus the age he came out, on that alone, you can say, well, this is another occasion of a black man being given far too long a sentence for a crime that didn't merit that sort of a long sentence. So in terms of comparing to reality, that's a check. And the fact that he came out not as a studious, all but, you know, a bit insecure young man, he came out as a hardened drug dealer. That wasn't a sign that, oh, he's a black man, therefore he's a drug dealer. It's like, no, no. The prison system which he arguably shouldn't even have entered in the first place because it was a fight big deal it wasn't a gangbang it wasn't you know an assault it wasn't armed robbery it was a fight between two men there's no way that that merits a prison sentence that has him coming out when he's in his early to mid 30s when he's entering as a teenager and look the fucking damage that does
1: for sure for sure well played Thank you. Enjoy. Yeah, I, I can't add. I cannot add. Yeah, that makes. He's in Moonlight.
0: That. My number ten. Um, my number nine. Uh, Selma.
1: Okay. Um, Selma was. uh it's a punt no, It's a pun.
0: It's not yeah, in ten yeah.
1: nine eight. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: My number eight. Again, you're gonna think it's weird considering never on air because I haven't been that bold. But sometimes off air, I've had lukewarm feelings about this movie. Black Panther
1: okay didn't make the. I, I i love the fact that you put it in there it didn't make the list for me um okay hit me i mean yeah by all means I, I the movement says it all really so i don't really need to ask you
0: just kind of touched on why it's on the list because though i don't believe a although i'm all for a black superhero i don't in, by any stretch of the imagination believe that a a black superhero called Black Panther, who comes from an imaginary African state called Wakanda, and it is an accurate depiction of black lives. So here's the weird thing. It's not for what the movie shows that it's made the list. It's for the movements that the movie created in real life that it makes the list. The fact that this movie got so much attention that it became the first Ever movie to be nominated for a superhero movie to be nominated for an Oscar, and I don't mean, and the people are gonna be with that. Knight was nominated, yeah, for best supporting actor. This was nominated for best picture. This was the big daddy, right? And you want to talk about empowerment and you want to talk about equality, having a movie which is essentially about Africa and which is essentially about black people, and superheroes, all things that the Oscars do not necessarily tend to lean towards, unless it's one of their box-ticking years. It's like, oh, we fucked up last year, let's, <laughs> let's do it this year, right? right. Like, oh, Black Lives Matter, shit, shit, shit. Okay, make Moonlight the winner. That You know, you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's, a, there's yeah. a transient through history with the Oscars. The fact that this movie, through no movement, just got, yeah, that's deserving of being best picture. The fact that you showed me videos of what the cine world in Wandsworth looked like. That shit turned into Wakanda. <laughs> the fact that people came out in droves to support this movie, this art transcended reality. This was a case of life-imitating art, and it's not going to be the first time, last time I say that on this list, but life-imitated art here. It was like, shit, we got something as a community we can really get behind and scream about here, and it's not often enough in cinema that the black community have an opportunity to do that so on that basis black is on my list
1: so black panther is is really funny because here's the thing and this is where my brother and i were pumped beyond belief um for this film because it gave you a sense of pride because you weren't just a sidekick for once you weren't the black guy gonna die in this movie which essentially is what we used to i mean it's even a line in eight mile you know the black guy doesn't die in this movie like it's, it's what you know happens and you've now got a chance of a superhero. You've got people who don't even know comic book. They didn't care about MCU. And they're running to the cinema. Yep. People are screaming Wakanda forever. Um, the Everyman Cinema in North London. I- I've actually got taken a picture of it as well. I don't know why I haven't posted it yet. It says, thank you to all of our NHS staff workers or what have you. Wakanda forever. Like, it-, it created one of the biggest movements that you can get um, for it. The, my issue with Black Panther, which bugs the hell out of me, is Ryan Coogler got it wrong. And I say this...
0: We're going to talk comic book lore, then, yes.
1: No, 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 no. I say this... No, no, well, there's that. But I say it in the sense... that, Well, there's that. But in the sense that you were rooting for the villain too much. What Michael B. Jordan was giving you as a message is the part. The most powerful part, that anytime I hear Black Panther... What I love about Wakanda is that it has all this essentially excuse me um the wealth of natural resources that africa has it kind of displays that in a way to say well if africa maintained kept it and utilized it this is what wakanda would look like um but the part that always triggered me was michael b jordan in the museum at the beginning where oh. he talks about it yeah where he they
0: the stuff. Nah, it's from wakanda
1: yeah and it's so, like he just, he just lists like you know so you, you you steal of our stuff and then make us look like shit like i can not remember the exact lines but it was so powerful you were like my brother that's the one um sorry for anyone who thinks i'm getting a bit too um, invested in it but that's the, that's the sense of pride that you had and then you've just got t'challa who was just like it was it was just the lion king retold in a different way he just had he missed daddy and I'm um, you know any other film would have been perfect it would but this one you you've created such pride in this and then you we've always said it we've always said it that you sympathize with a villain and that's the mark of a good villain in the film but this one was way too much that you're leaning into it that you're like the, the ethics of the black panther just didn't make sense because all the intentions from killmonger seemed to be what would you call just and it just it, it felt like a weird imbalance that by the time the film finished you were like huh okay
0: Yes, no, but Killmonger stepped over that line which you were preaching about just before we got into the list, which is, don't go on to the violent level. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah I did. it. He says, what you built, i am a burn it down. You know, it's like, nope, you lost me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, but yeah, it's, it's that thin, and it was just like, no. So, so that's the level. I remember we watched the film as two young black men looking at each other like, it was good. It was, uh. Like, you, you still tell people you've got to see it, like it's banging, but you're like, then the, the comic book side he was like yeah you got it wrong
0: you know the comic uh, book side he got wrong i maintain as much as i do like the symbol of black panther i don't think chadwick boseman's charismatic enough to carry the role that's just a personal thing
1: do you know even when you said that on the list i was like really maybe they should have booked jordan as black panther you would have had a different yeah it, again it's weird but it's true he just lacks something and it's like um again this is here we go silver screen tangent it happens i was watching bohemian rhapsody shared it to my mum, and i was like what you have to really see now more than anything is the live performance of the film versus the actual one and scene for scene it's like oh my god this is unreal And, and what youtube does is it just loads other stuff so now that we're playing this comparison game it done james brown the james brown movie i think it's called get on up and chadwick boseman was James Brown in this movie? I don't even know if you've heard of it or anything. I know he played James. Yeah. yeah, and watching it just didn't have the energy and the charisma you needed. It, it put me off watching the film. You know, like to, to hear him for James Brown movie, I was like, my god, let me watch. And I was like, nah, you just don't have it. So when you say he lacks the charisma,
0: live coming in. You know, I saw James Brown play live before oh, he died. Party. Park in 2006 with the Red Hot Chili Peppers headlining. Dig this. James Brown was the opening act for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Bad. <laughs> but now I heard him play, you know, get on up. Get on the seat. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's good. He's brilliant live. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like Energy. Energy. So much energy. And that's what's needed in playing that. And, you know, I think you may have hit the nail on the head. It, You... you kind of need that chadwick we're, we're missing that from you that extra bit of charisma to sell you know when especially when you are the equivalent for better or worse of iron man you should have that robert downey jr type you should be able to challenge him in terms of charisma on screen and it was very secondary if you would you know you were africa's answer to iron man but anyway i'm not going to go into comic book lore um yes no well played well played I. you
0: get, I like you get that. my reasons for putting it I do,
1: on i do indeed Okay.
0: You're number the, ten, sir.
1: My number ten and number nine, I have a feeling, may actually be punts. Number ten, the hate you give.
0: Uh yeah, pun.
1: Okay. Number nine, straight out of compton. Pun.
0: Okay, I thought so.
1: Okay, number eight, this is one of my favorites. Um, hidden figures.
0: Pun. Okay. <laughs> Over to you. Uh my number seven might be a pun too, weirdly. <laughs> Fences
1: no didn't bring it up actually no,
0: no. oh shit what have you not no.
1: seen it no that is part of it <laughs> to be fair but um yeah no yeah um but I remember you, you telling me about it no 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 I remember you telling me about it as I said mine because they're quite biopic they're more on movements they are actually social movements which I suppose will differ from yours um yeah yeah no go
0: you, you spoke about this before and I am invested in this film Fences is incredible. It star- I mean, it stars my man, Denzel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> this is the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Denzel in... Not... It's weird, because when I picture Denzel, I picture... Uh, to quote another black man from Pulp Fiction, I picture a motherfucker. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Denzel plays a role where he's very vulnerable and very angry at the world in this because this and this i think and people are going to say oh it's a stereotype of the working class black man and to that i say you know stereotypes exist for a reason yeah you know uh, and yeah. it, it, it's really tragic because through really really clever monologue and sorry not monologue dialogue and you can see that this play like, i can't talk today
1: you but to be fair it was from a play though so i'll give it to you when i was
0: trying to make and i got my words mumbled it's like you can see that this movie was written as a play and what's fascinating is that the way plays obviously go scene fade out scene fade out scene fade out and you don't necessarily see them unless you're looking close because it's in the dark them changing the set around slightly you feel that that movie is very much in that kind of dna where it's like scene 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 and it it actually translates quite well to film, which I was surprised about. And that's because the power of the dialogue written and the power of the performances is of such a level. Now, it's the story of Denzel Washington, and you learn this, as I was saying before, through really good dialogue, um, that he was, you know, he was on the precipice of becoming an all star baseball player. And because reasons he didn't. Right. You can read, you can read between the lines. It was some would say it's because he was black and wasn't given the same opportunity. Some would say it's because he wasn't training hard enough. Some would say it's because he got his missus pregnant. You know, there's an it was. Un, it an could un, be a un,
1: cocktail of the. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was an unfortunate cocktail mix for him essentially, and then you've got his son coming in who happens to be on the precipice like him of making it as a sportsman, and it gets to the stage where Denzel becomes. So resentful that it borders on the emotionally toxic and the emotionally destructive. So you've got this weird dynamic between Denzel, who's you know the star attraction, of course, um, working now as you know a, a, um, what are they called? Those those trash compactor, uh, the the trash vans, the trash trucks. You know, uh, yeah I was going yeah, on... to say he's working on one of the garbage trucks unfortunately so I mean it's what you would call the worst type of fall from what was nearly grace he's got his wife played by Eva DuVernay who I will be bringing up again later um, Who is again, matches him beat for beat in terms of performance and she's trying to maintain a relationship with him while he's so angry and resentful towards the world and taking that out on his son while defending their son against him but without destroying her marriage in the process so you've got this incredible human dynamic between a mother father and son and you know against the backdrop of clearly a black neighborhood which is in itself the fact that that even exists is fucked up the fact that we've got this this socioeconomic construct called a black neighborhood. It just reinforces again, this lack of inclusion. And it's like, oh, you're a garbage man. You're a black man. This is where you shall live. Even that fucking concept is is beyond fucked up. And it's one of those weird things that because it's become so ingrained in our society over the years, we've almost like come to accept it Like, Oh, this is a black estate. This is a black neighborhood. That needs to be torn down too. Like, yeah. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Fences shows that environment that they, and I do emphasize the word forced living. No one's forcing them to live there. Fuck you. Yes, they really are. <laughs> it's not like a master and his slave and chain saying, you shall live here, slave. But on a socioeconomic level, we're not veering far off from that. Yeah. It is Because I, I guarantee you one thing, if it was black leaders who were in charge, they wouldn't be like rep- repressingly... Telling their own people like, "Hey, you're going to live here in Squalor, and we're only, and we're going to create a society in which opportunities are hard for you to come by." Guess what? It's probably a great white invention, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when people call it white privilege, that I don't understand white privilege. It's like this is what we're talking about. We're not saying that people, a white man who owns a Lexus and who's a doctor and who's worked hard for that, should feel bad about that. That's not who we're attacking here. When we say privileged white person, it's not a personal affront on one particular individual. Because I get it. Hello? And this, a tiny, minutiae part of me who... Can you hear me? I heard you. I heard I
1: get it. You froze, and then you said a tiny... So I think it was all
0: good, but it, it just froze a, a touch. a tiny, minutiae part of me. This is full disclaimer, and I hope I get some understanding from yourself and the silver screen dudes here. When I hear the words privileged white person, my instinct is to go, hang on, fuck off. Because I'm one of those guys, you know, who flies the flag for equality. So but then you know, you take a step back and say, like, oh wait, 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 this isn't a personal attack yeah. on me or an affront on me. This is nothing to do with me personally. And people who are take hearing that privileged white man or privileged white person even slogan or or sound bite don't take it personally. When we say privileged white man, we mean that the world we live in has got constructs which are keeping people other than white men especially anyone who's not a white man the society we live in has got constructs which keeps everyone else down just and to break it down.
1: just to break it down a bit more and to reinforce what you're saying um i think i might have mentioned it last week don't know if it was personal don't know if it was on the film could have been in the wrestling ministry podcast so uh, bear with me apologies if, I, if you're hearing it again to anyone There was a young lady who once applied for a job, very well-paid job. She's very well-qualified. As she submitted the CV, they were told, sorry, we don't have any positions. And this is with an African name. She then submits the same CV, nothing adjusted, not even the address. All she changes is the name to a European name. Call it Jane Smith or anything along that line. She's called in for an interview. Now, that slight prejudice that occurred there, and it may not even be racial. It's just we, you know, sometimes we have to be honest. It's the way you think of how this person will integrate within the team. It could be something as minute as that. You're thinking, well, and, and again, it's not a racial thing. It it tinges on it, but it's not that you're a racist. You know, you just think, well, the one African, I don't know how that we're going to fit in the team. You could be diverse. I'm like, you know, either way, I'm not here to judge what it is. But that situation there gives you the touch of what a white privilege is. Just by your name, you are more likely to go through the door. Just just a certain situation of a general... We all have, and I always say it, we all have this slight hint of racial stereotype. Um, you know, black man walks into the lift. Yeah, you clutch your purse a bit tighter.
0: I mean, you don't have race. Bro, it's, it's real. It's, it's fucking real. And it, it's not just white people who react that way. Black people react that way black on some people, black people listen, too.
1: Okay, you know where I'm going to go with this. As the ultimate side, Chris Rock. Yeah. It's the media. It's the media. <laughs> it <In> the media. <laughs> when I go to the ATM machine, I ain't looking for the media. I'm looking for ends and he broke it down that the black the difference between black people and ends and that, you know i'm not going to say i yeah you know where i'm going with this and right. it's because of those stereotypes we we have those stereotypes and the sad thing is is that it's give a dog a bad name and it will do that and certain people believe they will live up to that hype we don't need to do that guys Please. and that's what it is that's that's you know that's what
0: it is and i'm going to touch a bit later on there's a movie i'm going to bring up which is going to show where I personally believe, having done quite a bit of research over the course of the last week into this, I believe I know where all this shit comes from now.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I'll break that down later. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch on it later. Okay, that was your number?
0: That was my number seven, sir, Francis. Okay. My number six was the pun from earlier, Hidden Figures.
1: Okay, cool. Um, To be fair, my Hidden Figures is there because I've quoted it too much. And the other ones are more on a social impact as opposed to an individual impact of change. But yeah, I'll let you take the lead and I can continue. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hidden Figures about the three ladies who changed the way that NASA operates, essentially. And the, the movie shows the worst, not the worst, some of the worst sides of humanity. The way that it shows segregation in such a dehumanizing way. Everything from the fact that you need to go to the other side of the compound To go to the bathroom. Yeah. The fact that you're clearly smarter than these men in charge and can build this supercomputer when they're not able to do it, but they don't let you and you have to resort to working unpaid after hours with no one looking to get it done.
1: Do you you know what hits me with hidden figures? Is the... You know when they say don't cut your nose to spite your face? The fact that you know you have someone... Who is way smarter than you? As you, I mean, as you listed it out, but you're going to say you're not authorized to do this, and you're blacking off the elements of the paperwork that she has to hold it up to the light in order to get you to the result you're looking for. You would, it, 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 it's as plain as day. You're all on the same side, but because she is female, because she is black, it just becomes an entire different situation, yeah. and and it just brings it down. Um, just that you know. To believe, you know, what hit me again, with hidden figures, that room of highly educated women, beyond the free women, was just known as the calculator room. You, you, you're not even seeing them as people. They're an instrument to you.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it it, it kind of shows you that as much as slavery had been abolished and we had moved on, mentalities hadn't.
0: <laughs> I think is the biggest way to break it down. You've said something again, which I'm going to come back to later. Oh, you think slavery was abolished? Oh, you'd be wrong. And I'm yeah. going to break that down later.
1: Can I just ask, is this on Netflix where you saw this? Thing?
0: Nope. Oh. Ah, yes. I haven't...
1: It is. is it's an original, because I'm part way into it, and I'm I, my eyes have been open. But we'll talk, we'll talk. Yeah, it's no point spoiling it. But yeah, um, Hidden Figures is just... What I like about Hidden Figures is the empowerment at the end. It gives you a sense of, like, my mum saw it. She was making, I, again, there was another one. I'm like, mum, you have to, you have to. Um, as I said, for any listeners who've been paying attention, this has been my biopic time, and my mum has just been, like, she was picking up the phone, like, have you seen this film? You need to see it. Like, the next morning, she was, 10, and my mum's not a movie person, but she was like, my God, we watched this film yesterday, like, and has picked some films, but this one was amazing. And I was like, hey. <laughs> uh, But it just shows you the power and determination and Kevin Costner, where you know, again, you don't want to get into spoilers, but the movements he makes to be like, I don't care who or what you are, bang. Because we, and, and that's when it, you know, this is when you step away from your own ignorances sometimes. You're like, huh. And this again, this is white privilege because you don't realize what is going on on the other side as much as uh, you think you're under
0: tread lightly with that on this film. They were very fucking aware what they were no, doing. No, 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 no,
1: no. Um. Jim Parsons fully aware. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you look at Kevin Costner's element, and he's like, w- "Where? Why are you never here when I need you to go toilet?" Because you don't realize how lucky you are to be able to just get out of the room and turn right, and you're in the toilet. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, you, you don't realize the fact that there's such a thing called a coloured toilet, which is not even in the base that you section the most powerful person in the office. And that's what I mean by the unaware and what those privileges are: is that you have certain things that another person just can't you know again from a, you know we talk about black and a, a, a white female holding a purse there's also the mentality when a black person that you just need to stand up a bit more straight and keep your eyes firm when there's a bloody policeman walking by you know these again
0: are certain yeah. privileges. And, that- and this is something actually i'm gonna go on a quick tangent very quick and bring it right back and it was something that we should have said in the opening salvo and something i should have said when i said the whole i need to put up a defense here as a white man i'm not here to staff up or whatever it's just what i believe in I should have finished off with something along the lines of despite the fact that I am for equality, despite the fact that I am such a believer in this cause, I will also stand here and vehemently say I have got no ability to understand the full scope of difficulty that black people have had to go through in history and at present. It doesn't matter how much reading I do, how on board with the cause I am. I am unable, and that's just being real. It's not possible, even if you believe in it, which I do, to understand the full width and difficulty of oppression that people had to go through. And that is part of white privilege. It's literally what you've just said. It's the fact that in my very very comfy world i have never had to think shit i got to walk 40 minutes to go to the toilet yeah no, it's...
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's real it's real and you you have to thank these previous <laughs> social activists these people who made these stances and didn't just bow down to certain situations and open their mouths and had became a voice for the voiceless that certain changes have occurred you know it, it yeah. it's true it's it, it's such a weird situation and you know you know the funny thing and I, again I, should, I don't want to take it off too much of a tangent but the funny thing with white privilege is that sometimes because of the way you're conditioned as a black person you don't even recognize white privilege you just know being black you just got to do that you don't you don't resent anyone for those privileges you just take it as the norm <laughs> it's weird it is because it's been the norm for so damn long. yeah it's weird. It's weird. I
0: hope you get what I'm saying with that. No, it's no, no. Like, I oh, get you. I don't understand, therefore, I don't want to know. I'm basically no, no, no,
1: no, no, no. Understand you know, the
0: extent of the difficulty. I'm aware but... of it, and I hate the fact that you've had to go through that. But I, yeah. I could never, I, ever fully contemplate the length of it. I have a friend.
1: I have a friend who got me an appointment. He's actually now back in Paris, uh, black guy as well. And he, we were having conversations with Annika. Shout out if you're listening. Um, he was saying that you can listen, you can sympathise, but you will never. Understand because no. it, there's a certain. It's weird because there's a part of me that wonders if it's part of our. Dare I say, culture? It's so ingrained in us that even if equality comes tomorrow, I don't know if that would not be taught because experience just has it on a way that is part of your principle and part of your teachings. You know, it's 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 weird and it's sad at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was my
0: number six, then, mate. Okay, uh,
1: that was your. That your was number your number seven. six. My number seven is. The other punt, Selma.
0: Um, Selma's a weird
1: one because Selma could have been a lot higher because I really wanted to portray what Martin Luther King was about. Yes. Selma has issues on the fact that it kind of twisted history in certain parts that you, there are certain acknowledgements which could have been there. It also, I would have liked to have seen a bit earlier in Martin Luther King, and yep. I had a dream. Um, it's, it's all about the right to vote. Even though, Again, this comes back to that situation of, certain changes had happened legally they're there stereotype or on a personal issue you can still change the law you can still make it difficult for someone to vote even though they have the right to vote and that is what Selma's about another thing that I don't know I just want to bring this up if I don't know if you knew do you know certain speeches from that were altered because Martin Luther King's speeches are actually copywritten and his family have them again so once I'd done my research while checking this I just felt like I was denied history so as much as you're showing me the yeah. situation and the the change of it had i given been given and don't get me wrong all biopics and true to life stories have a twist be it bohemian rhapsody be it hidden figures be it any of these films yeah. it twists. Bit cool running for god's sakes you know like it was history yeah i felt like i was denied the truth of the active the the, the civil rights action that took place at that time and that's why it's so low for me.
0: I'd never thought about it that way, to be fair. that's the, Those are all really good points. The um, the thing I'd add to it is that where I think Selma suffered a bit, as good as David A. Yoloa was as Martin Luther King, and he was damn good. He's done very good. Very he good. really did. Um, the movie left me wanting a bit. It, And I don't mean from a historical point of view. I mean grabbing me emotionally like some of the movies higher up in my, on my it did lack that. that as well, it does lack that it didn't even have from that the open It's
1: yeah for, in most of these other films you watch it and it hits you like that, like a ton of bricks straight away you get a feeling, this film I remember I'm like, that's not only for King <laughs> you know, like, I, 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 wanna, I want to learn more,
0: I want to learn more you want to learn more, you want to love it you, you want to hear the speeches for fuck's sake, yeah, yeah it and left it just, me feeling a bit cold while I appreciate the importance of it. And again, we bring it back to, you know, reality. The fact that you can walk across a fucking bridge. Like, what world are we living in? Yeah. yeah. It's just ridiculous, the segregation that was going on. And I love what Martin Luther King stands for. And I hate them. We'll get on to the assassination again a bit later. There's a fucking theme I'm building up to here. But there's. Yeah, it left me wanting a bit. And I think the biggest thing as a movie, not as the message, not as who it was portraying, not of the importance, but as a construct of the movie, what I think it was guilty of was being badly paced.
1: Yeah, I I can agree with you. It dragged. I can agree with you. I can agree with you. And, you know, I I actually done some research to find out other films of Martin Luther King, which I will hopefully find along the way to watch. But I would love for the, you know, the family to open up the reins of this copyright i understand what it is but i also appreciate what a landmark he is and get us let us see the true story of this iconic character to give us what we need i yeah that's just that's just my take on it you're right it great film but it just lacked in certain ways and i think you're right it is the pacing that just kind of sucks the life out of you for better or worse
0: yeah it does and it shouldn't so that's, that's why it was a bit lower down my list
1: Okay. Right, my number six. I don't know if you've seen it, because this was really available through the on-demand service at the moment with this current pandemic. Just Mercy, with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx.
0: Not heard of it, mate.
1: Really? So, to be fair, Just Mercy, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, with, I, well, you wouldn't be able to correct me. Um, screeners can correct me. I believe it had just entered our cinemas or was going to come to our cinemas, but it's actually available on...
0: <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Prison movie. Yeah, essentially a law movie. Yeah. And it it, you start off with Jamie Foxx, who is a lumberjack. He's just there. You see him like cutting down some trees. He gets in a car. Police stop him. Ask him a few questions and it leads to his arrest. And you're like, huh? And he's now being arrested for the murder of a girl. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, he's innocent. You know, he's innocent. There's not even a, oh, he was in that area. And with that on the other side of the film once you see that part you see michael b jordan who's just qualified from harvard and he's moving down south he actually takes a visit down south and he's talking to a uh a, a young black man who's in detention as well and through that conversation he's just like what are you doing here like you're a big shot you don't need to be down here and he's like no but i i have a passion for law and i'd like to see something and in this conversation you can see the injustices and it wakes up michael b jordan in the fact that no, it's down south, I have to go. So as much as he could have been like high flying in New York and doing whatever he wanted to, he moves down south and he starts taking on these cases of various people. And one of the main cases he takes on is Jamie Lee Fox. And the more you hear it, you Jamie, can see... Jamie Lee Fox? What does that say? Jamie Ford? It Jamie? I've got Jamie Lee Curtis on the brain. Yeah, Jamie Fox. I
0: understand. Great <laughs> 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 mate. And a very talented woman at that. Uh,
1: indeed, indeed. But yeah, Jamie Fox, sorry. Um, I'm so... Oh.
0: Did you watch i've got Harry's? michael I, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just created a character there yeah, she doesn't really fall in the black lives category but hey nope. <laughs>
0: yeah but maybe was it trading places i guess kind of she yeah. <laughs> exactly not the best
1: way to well anyway
0: no. moving, <laughs> up, moving
1: up. but um yeah and it's this whole case and the more michael b jordan investigates The more he can see the corruption, the way people are coerced because they don't want any trouble. People learn to keep quiet or say stuff that haven't been said. And the story just keeps unraveling to a point that as much as all the evidence is there, based on the area, dare I say, and the prejudice. And this is in the 80s, people. This guy was going to get sentenced to death in 1987. Right. This is to tell you how close it was. Some younger viewers are going to be like, that's ages ago. We were 80s kids. All right. So it's not that far away. And the guy's still found guilty, despite all the evidence showing different. And then it's a campaign that has to be brought up by going on to, like, your 60 minutes and all of this. And then it just starts to unravel how many people have been falsely imprisoned oh. just based on what I, I, Confederate area, though, I call it. I think is the easiest way to put it. Because just, coming on
0: The South.
1: Yeah. And it's, just, it's just so, it was such a disgusting vibe and feeling and it you get a hope again the pacing for me on this film could have been a bit more but it tugs at the emotions it lets you know what's going on it reveals some stuff that you're like no no and then you do say to yourself not in this day and age but then you say that looking at the 80s but then here we are in 2020 still having a situation where you're like you know dare i say there could be a george floyd movie that comes out in 20 years time and they'll be like don't tell me that happened in 2020 I still want to see this movie 2020. It's going to be something. The coronavirus, the this, the that. Like, when that film comes out later, <laughs>
0: <The> president, <laughs> Exactly. The world <laughs> leaders. This. You all had a fucking president who said you should ingest bleach. It's like, yeah, that shit happened. It did. It didn't. Did. Really? This isn't fiction? No, no. That shit happened. It happened. It did. It did. And you wanted to build a wall? Yeah.
1: It really, after they got down one in the late 90s, in the mid-90s, you guys wanted to
0: rebuild a wall? Did so y'all not <laughs> learn? Except like, we did. It's like, so why? Well, they've got a bit of a messed up democratic system in America whereby they've got a college vote so that if you don't win a majority in one state, you essentially don't get any of your votes counted. Fuck off with that. No, really, this shit happened. And then he actually use some of that money which he was getting from Russia. Hang on a minute. Russia was involved in this? Yeah, yeah, Russia was involved too. The commies, commies
1: that they don't like?
0: <laughs> yeah, those guys. Fuck off. No, really, that should happen. And then what he did is that he actually used, he got bribed by Putin to have two hookers pee on him in Moscow. What? You, how did you find out about this? It was basically common news. And then he brought in the guy who cleaned up New York to come and scream on TV how black people were bad. Now you're fucking with me. You
1: couldn't invent it if you tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad times, sad times. But yes, that was my number six. Over to you, sir.
0: Getting one apiece. My number five was the punt from earlier, The Hate You Give.
1: So I watched this recently. I remember you bringing it up to us on um, racial stereotypes. I believe it was when Mm. you brought it up to me. And the only reason I do this, why The Hate You Give was my number ten, is just because it was fiction honestly because the others are real life and the impact that it made in life that's the only reason um being story,
0: a you mean the character stories yeah. Picked, yeah, the yeah, yeah yeah the reality they were depicting oh, The, yeah, the reality, yeah, it
1: happens time and time again um do you know talking of character depiction and i don't know if you could even picture this um it's a bit different for you to different to, to appreciate but star's character it just sang to me in elisa in a school that has okay don't get yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't the only black in the sc- in the school or my, you know me and my siblings my siblings you I
0: out of little white kids who have to be black when we were at school was just an I know. level I know.
1: but if we were in the height of it because this was when Eminem was cool, Dr. Dre was cool, like hip-hop was doing its thing so everyone wanted to be that and you know it went so far with Sasha Baron Cohen with Ali G but it was that, there's that side oh, yeah, it, it was the <laughs> other side which was pre when all of this was really cool yeah. that you were, I actually remember doing this as a uh, and when this happened I remember doing this as an essay when we had to do something in English once and that we were talking about your your heritage and your speech I can't remember what it was but I was talking about the way I talk at school is quite different from the way I talk with my friends at home yeah. and when she talks about that and she's like star number two doesn't do this star doesn't you know they can say it but I can't because when they say it, it's cool when I say it, it's and you're like this is True, you know, for, for a simple term, and this is going to be very much for the English listeners in it. Like, you can say, Oh, in it, yeah, that happened in it. Like, that now is a way. But when I was 10, 11, 12, and I could use that at home, you wouldn't use it at school because people like, Well, what do you mean by in it? Or you sound like you're trying to copy EastEnders and all other stuff. Like, they just don't understand that This was the way people within your area actually speak, and this is the way you communicate with between your community. And that's what really, really stuck to me with that film more than anything else. The rest of the story was amazing. Um, I've realised how much kids make me get um, emotional because at the end, the the tears were there. I was like, no, no, don't, don't. What
0: I liked about The Hate You Give is that it really showed an organic way that how you can, through literally no fucking fault of your own, end up in a place where you're perceived as something you're not. yeah. Uh, it was so fucked up. Was like, hang on. She was in a car and witnessed, in a civilised society, what happens to that young man in the car is called murder. <sighs> that's just real. He ha- was going, for, his hands were on the dash, and he was just grabbing a hairbrush. In a civilised society, that's murder. First, I believe there should not be... Not second, not third. First. Do you know what the, the sad bit is?
1: And this, I do you know what my problem with this officer was? Is that you don't actually know if he's racist, but it's those stereotypes that are inbuilt. <laughs> it's those, the fact, and I'm, I'm not crapping on America when I say this, but you got the, the gun stuff has got to stop because you would, and I guarantee you, in the UK, had this situation happened, as much as you may hesitate, like, what's he doing, leaning back into his car, we don't have guns left, to right, and center for it to happen, you know? Um yes, you're in a routine stop. I understand the police officer was within his rights to do X, Y, and Z. To a degree, I see his racism when he's like, put that phone away and stuff like that. You could see the institutional racism. But bring it back to her uncle. When she's having a conversation with her uncle and she says, so you're saying what he'd done is routine because you're told to stop. And she's like, well, if it was a white guy in a suit the exact same time of the night, what do you say? Put your hands up or do you fire? And the uncle, as a black man, has to admit he will say, put your hands up. And it's that, it's that mentality, again, this is the privilege. That privilege of not being assumed, innocent till proven guilty or guilty until proven innocent, I think is the best way I can word it. If you're white, you have it one way. If you're black, you have it the other.
0: Yep. That, that, that's that, it, it, you can't argue that. You yeah. cannot fucking argue that. There is no person on the planet who can put up an argument against that unless it's a lie. You yeah. Can't. And do you
1: know what someone said to me recently And it was the, well I saw it as a picture They said do you know how you eliminate racism Because these are current headlines And this is what creates these stereotypes
0: keep recording it
1: Well keep recording but here's the current situation In current media right now Which creates the stereotypes that we have Black man killed by white corrupt cop you are creating division When really it should have been Man killed by corrupt cop Now the more we ingest news that way says what oh he happens to be black you don't know or care what it is but because you always have this element of well would you want of course black guys are more likely to be da, 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 da. it sets the tone it creates that and i know you're going to touch on it more based on something you said earlier yeah your, your all of this onto, you know and that it's it's sad it is so sad how it goes that even for us and i say us as the black community you can you have all the right intentions in the world you know what happened in the Hate you Give, reminded me of the other... I don't know if you're going to mention it, but you know the other film that gets me highly emotional, that America hates and we love. Mm-hmm. I don't, is it on your list? No. Crash. You know, it's the same element. It's just that misjudgment that the guy's going to show him that, look, we have the same statue. The policeman reacts in a way because it's like, you know what, he's black, he has to be pulling out a gun. Two situations that prove it never happened.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the fact that this girl goes from a place where she's in a really, really good public school, she, she has to... Pardon the expression, white it up a bit while her girlfriends black it up. Yeah, and she has to just swallow that and be like, it doesn't ultimately do me any harm. Up to the point where she's pulling a hairbrush on her friend as a a, this is the shit I deal with, and look at how you'll react. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. Look at the situation of what happened, why my friend died. Now, what are you saying? Yeah, the point
0: where she's at the rallies to the point of the fucking little brother, the kid pulling a gun. Bro, I was frozen. It's, it's like... I was frozen.
1: at I, that. Point. I was frozen. Um, but again, you know, when it comes back to that, the friend who she pulled the hairbrush out onto, or former friend, dare I say, it's this is the trend where people are like, oh, Black Lives Matter, when it's hip and trendy. Now that it's everywhere, it's like, well, I get it. And, it, you know, oh, what do you blame the cop for? He was just doing his job. And it's like, but hold on, you were just saying that this guy's life matters. Now you're you know, you can swing back into a privileged review and be like, well, this is it. You can't be two sides on this. You could be torn, don't get me wrong, I understand because a man is doing his job. But it's the mentality that he had while doing his job is the issue. And these are the men you know, it's the stereotypes we all have. I don't care. It, it's it's real. And that's what the hate you give really up. And it's nice that they spelt it T H U G. The way the same way Tupac created the hate you you give is what the way they represented it as well. So nice nice nod to good old puck it's your call your number five my number five the tuskegee Airmen. this isn't red tails it's not red tails i remember seeing this years ago as a kid with my dad um it has cuba goodin jr and um the kid from the cosby show lawrence Fishburne, and a young Mackay pfeiffer actually oh shit yeah um and it basically just shows you the tuskegee airmen as cadets training and being segregated. you know the, the whole segregation that keeps going on the fact that people want to send them up in the air for defenses but there was also the hear <laughs> this one and i don't know if i haven't seen red tail so i can't comment if red Tails showed it as well does the black man have the capabilities to be able to control such machinery the mental capabilities and you're like guys what what and it's a matter of you know uh, a the 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 trauma they had to go through when witnessing one of their friends die in a train crash through simulation and practicing something and that you know with the stereotypes that are being portrayed by your white counterparts as well as witnessing that that you know are you good enough and overcoming it and essentially as it's been proven time and time again that they were pretty good airmen who could take down the enemy very well so it's that whole evolution that needs to be there, as I said I haven't seen Red Tails as much as I was at the premiere and had the chance to meet Cuba Gooden Jr there, this was my first witnessing of I have to say actually it was my first witnessing on film to show the the separations and the Stereotypes and the misconceptions people had, and something that was quite empowering to see. Well, you see. well, like my dad was like, "Keep watching this film," and he's like, "Yeah, they they didn't think black guys were good enough, but they were the ones who took down the enemy and protected these guys to get to where they have to get to." And that always stuck with me. So that's why Tuskegee Airmen definitely had a a, a a a a solid ranking from me.
0: Staff.
1: Yeah, it was a made-for-TV movie actually, but really, really well put together.
0: Good. <laughs> I think I've just figured out what you meant by have I got your back?
1: You didn't. Cuba Gooden Jr.
0: Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to play the game of I'm allowed to put it on the list, but I can't
1: rush more it. But yes, so Men of Honor, guys, is another one that shows what it's like to be a black person. While we're on the subject of Cuba Gooden Jr. and Army, just trying to get appreciated and done for your work. Robert uh, Robert Downey, Robert De Niro, and Cuba Gooden Jr. put on a hell of a performance in this. It's deleted from me so I won't go more into that but that's another one to show you what um, fights go on along the way for yep. between black people and white people along the way
0: my number four is one we both love and some people might scream and say it's a sports movie it's not about black lives I'm gonna make this shit real my <laughs> number four is coach Carter
1: banging banging um, Honourable. Again, these are very honourable. What happens to me with Coach Carter is as much as it's black lives, it's also social environment. Okay. Call it the token Latino and the token white guy. And I don't want to call it it
0: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: But you know, it it is what it is in that situation. But yeah, no, take it away. Great film.
0: So I preface this whole list with saying I'm going to sometimes reach, sometimes not reach, but I'm going to draw parallels with how the movies that I've picked are somehow systemic and representative of what is going on now with black lives matter with George Floyd and with every fucking thing that's led up to it. There is a line in coach Carter, what, played by Samuel L Jackson, where he's having an argument with the, uh, with the principal. And she says to him, half the boys in this school are not going to be alive next year. The other half, only a small percent will actually make it to college basketball is all they have and his belief is that these boys should be focusing on their studies and this is once again an institutional white man construct of black people are good at sports and that is how they're going to make it in life and if they're not well they'll be Denzel Washington in fences
1: yeah, yeah. it's literally like you had—you only have your high, a chance of success and this is sad because um, I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff Akala talks about akala by the way if you haven't check out akala aka aka la miss dynamite's younger brother he's got some powerful stuff that shows you and this is from a mixed race guy okay he's seen as black but he's showing you what life is like you know despite even having white jeans there and you know he talks about the stereotype because to make it as a black man it's either sports music drugs (laughs) yeah. <laughs> for some reason we can't be businessmen is oh, the okay. way the world sees it, you know Coming president uh, or president yeah <laughs> it's true, it's true these, these, these are stuff that people just didn't see as a way and what I like about Coach Carter is he stood up for and this is why the film touches me so much is because there is a stereotype that's out there and more than just seeing it as what have you okay, yes, it's predominantly black but he was making a change for positive you know, he's like, guys, this is what people see of you. They only see you as a sports star. Do you realise you can be something else? And despite the fact that every parent knocked the door and was like, no, 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 my son needs to make it. He's like, but is that is that what you want for your son?
0: Have a plan B. That's yeah. what the coach, coach Carter, that's what Samuel L. Jackson, that's the message he was essentially getting across. It's like, yeah, these boys are talented. And it was a true story, wasn't it? So these yeah. boys are talented. And yes, they have a chance, despite their infinite talent, They have a chance of making it as professional basketball players. No one's denying that. And I'll make sure that on a sporting level, they're in the best position to embrace those chances. However, irrespective of colour, it's a hard industry to get into. It's it's hard to make it as a professional athlete. You and me were blessed by knowing a ton of really talented sports people Thank you who never made it, James Mully being one of them, tried out for Man... Shout out to James if you're listening. Uh, you know, trained with Manchester United, trained with Liverpool. You know, he was called up at academy level. Yeah. Just yeah. not quite good enough. And those are... But athletes. bro, you know, but bro even keeping it into... Genetically superior on an athletic level, and they still can't make it. So the whole crux with Coach Carter is that don't think that just because you don't make it as an NBA star means you've got to fill the construct of then it's drugs or then it's death or then it. everything. it's he, like there's something else he gave he, a lifeline wow. he, um, yeah he gave
1: a lifeline in, in in a way of society makes you believe it's only this and again this comes down to that privilege <laughs> that we talk about i don't right. want to keep ringing that bell but it's like society Ooh. society makes you believe that this are these are your only options but why yeah. Have you, uh, you, because they say that you, you, we're ignorant and we're only good at sports, have you have you tried to pick up a book? Have you tried to knock down that door? And the thing is, you know, the, the sad thing about Coach Parra is no matter how good you are, an injury can hit any of you. You could actually be signed to the Manchester United, Chicago Bulls, LA Lakers. It takes one knee injury and you are screwed. <laughs> OK, like I'm not, I'm not putting it out to anyone or trying to curse anyone, but look at it for. I'm going to put it out there for anyone who's who's listening and you, you've you got those friends that are superb. You talk James Mulley, Just look at the amount of guys we used to see and play b-ball with or just watch the matches. Okay, we don't have the college basketball like the States do, but we would look at these guys and be like, they are amazing. They're,
0: you know... I, I completely believe we had some guys in our school, despite the fact that basketball is not what you would call a national sport. I believe that we had some, not many, but we had a handful old, of yeah. enough to do college level. Not true. I don't think we had any but, guys.
1: But, this is, but again, this, this this just shows it to everyone who believes that that's the dream. Yeah. If you do, I, we're, we're doing a podcast and we are going up to 20,000 people. Live your dream, people. I'm not knocking anyone from living your dream. But you know what? Both silver screen dudes have another job. We have nine to fives. We're very thankful for a furlough at the moment. But we have we have jobs. <laughs> it's the way life is because you know what? Certain things don't always go your way and you need to do it. So guys, be the master on the pitch, but pick up a book at the same time. And that's what Coach Carter is all about. And that's why I love that film to bits.
0: Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And then if it doesn't work out, resort to the construct of, well, you're black, therefore you what the world expects so you're of you. or a drug dealer. It's like, no, 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 no.
1: No, 100%. Love it. No, thank you for putting it on. It's there. Your number four? Okay, my number four. I brought this up before. (laughs) One of two times we'll be seeing our friend, well, twice on my side, you brought him up already, Denzel Washington. I brought up this film, Cry Freedom, the story of um, Stephen Biko in South Africa,
0: apartheid. I haven't seen it.
1: Bro, do you know what? I, I started watching it again, and it's such a touching movement, because as I said, I'm sure you can guess the other film. In this one, he is just a man of peace. Um, it talks about the likes of Nelson Mandela and the other g- gentlemen who have been fighting the cause of apartheid while they're in prison, and Stephen Beaker. But, um, I didn't mention it the last time. He was so... they don't explain why, to be honest, but he was punished for he the way he talks and he was so influential that the government wouldn't allow him to have more than one person present if he had two people around him he was a lawbreaker because of the way his messages were passed on and it's so the message is of peace and they're always like um you know he's like again messages where people misunderstand stuff so he's been in court because he made a public speech at a football game and he's been arrested and he's in court and they're like oh you talk of confrontation because in his papers he says you know we must confront our oppressors and they're like you're inciting violence and he's like i didn't say that but but by all means if you're saying confrontation it means violence he goes well here we are in a courtroom right now we're in confrontation i don't witness any violence Uh, it's those levels of education that are powered throughout the film, to be fair it's it's halfway in the film because it's two hours and a half and I think it's around an hour, 25 something he is actually killed and then it's on Kevin Klein to carry the torch to seek the defence and the justice for... No, 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 no,
0: Putting it out there. No, no, no. I'm just I'm letting, letting you know. The Stephen.
1: If if you if you don't know your history, that Stephen Biko died. I'm just saying that the film continues past that. Don't expect it to be the whole life of Stephen Biko. Right. It, yeah, he. It's true life. I'm not really spoiling like too much, but it's the power and the impact. And Kevin Klein, the reason he's actually brought into this is he's a journalist who doesn't necessarily agree with white the white supremacy argument, but when the black people are also having a go at him because he also attacks black. And they're like, well, which side are you on? He's like, just because I'm against white authority doesn't mean I'm pro-black authority. I'm for equality. And it's from that that he has that understanding. And it's that journey of friendship between the two of them that just shows you how bad apartheid was in South Africa down to the fact that the police would go. Once Kevin Klein went to seek help from a minister, that minister actually sent police down to... You know, check Biko's house, destroy the community centers that they were working on. you actually it, it's so twisted and how um corrupt government and police can be in that time against the the opposition. It's unreal and unfair. And again, it shows you that stereo class because it show, again, going back to what you're saying is Biko mentions we understand what it's like to live in your world. You claim to know yours because you have a black cleaner. but when was the last time you were in, as you could, A black town, (laughs) you know how did they live? And it's those parts that made Kevin Klein open his eye a bit more as to, hmm, so maybe I am privileged as much as I don't have the world, I don't have Buckingham Palace. Yeah, you have it easier than that guy, just based on color. Really strong film. Really strong film, worth watching. Nice man. Cool. You're number three, sir.
0: You just brought him up. I'm going to bring him up again. Denzel Washington, Malcolm X. (sighs)
1: <sighs> minor pun <laughs> yeah minor pun minor pun <laughs> yeah okay my number three um, again this was another made for TV movie but I was lucky enough to catch it um, I, do, I think it only happened in the States and this is why I wanted to highlight these because I could have gone into other films um, this is the Rosa Parks story Ever heard of it? did
0: you know it was out? I know Rosa Parks of course yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but did you know there was
1: a TV movie for it? no I didn't, yeah. I
0: didn't. I'm no. not surprised but yeah. didn't know this, this existed is
1: so, it actually told, it shows you the whole build-up to Rosa Parks. And I'll tell you where this film educated me and really touched me. I always thought Rosa Parks was the first black woman to refuse to move. And I, it's also other parts. I knew that there was a coloured section and a white section. That wasn't the situation. I know, it, it sounds so
0: unreal, doesn't people it? People argue that there are social constructs to keep people repressed. It's like, just because they're not as obvious as they used to be, like with a black and white section in a bus in and a with an no Oak blacks cafe yeah huh? yeah it's like constructs
1: are still there they've just become more subtle bro do you know what this film showed me um about racism and how bad it was back then and, and again this is once slavery and everything has been abolished and we're in an equal society a black and
0: white fountain <laughs> the colored fountain and the white fountain You can go deeper with this. Think about things at home, something that just came to mind. You know, we've got this great thing that the world loves called gentrification, right? Look where gentrification happens. What's commonly known as black neighborhoods. Yeah, Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the toughest white motherfucker Steven Seagal lookalike bitch on the planet. (laughs) 20 years ago, you weren't walking through Brixton. It wasn't happening. It I wasn't don't give a happening. fuck.
1: It's, it's as real as, it as, as it gets. It was that town. Don't go there. It's not worth trust. As a black man, I was scared to go to Brixton. Like You know you're at home, but you're like, nah, I know who's around. But And this is the problem. But, you know, the, some of the sad things that... Cause, and Rosa Parks was actually involved in helping create the story. So some of this is very true to life. You know, when she was a kid, the certain situations of, I wonder if the water tastes sweeter. That's the questions her and her friends were saying. So what they done is they actually swapped... The signs around to take, and they taste it, and like, it actually tastes worse. Like I don't get it, but this is just mental because it's it's from the same tap, but it's there. And then you just see the ignorances. It is of- sweet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I, again spoilers, but it's very early in the film. The white guy then goes to what was the black tap, and he drinks it, doesn't even realize, and so like, but why are they being like this? They don't even know the difference. And then you see the ignorance of he puts his dog to drink from the black tap, you know, and it's like. Oh, and stuff like, that. and it's all these little parts that happen. And what I always, what really opened my eyes in this film is I thought Rosa Parks sat in the front in a white section of the bus, and refused to move. It wasn't even that. She was in the black section, and the term was if the seats are packed in the white section, you can tell a black person to move from the coloured section to get up. Like they sat on the roof of a bus.
0: Get up, yeah. She just yeah. did get
1: up, and I was like. What so the, and awesome. they, you know, I knew she didn't get up, but I didn't realize she was in the coloured section, bro. Nice. I was like, huh? I, and this is my ignorance, and I put my hands up to it, and I was like, this is, this is wrong, this it is wrong, and it just shows you the campaigning and the, and it, it, what it shows you as well is what a civil protest can do, because the result of it was, just don't use their buses. It nearly crippled the bus system, <laughs> and that shows you that, guys, it doesn't have to be violent to make a stance and a change it was really heartwarming and touching that I was like, yeah, yeah, really powerful film. And the Rosa Parks story, definite one to catch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sir, you're number two.
0: This film made me go through such a fucking string of emotions in the last few, like few days. I, it, I'm not going to lie. It made me, I didn't know this was possible. It made me cry, literal physical tears coming out of me, with anger. I, I didn't know that the human body was capable of that. And I watched it Tuesday night, didn't sleep all night. It, it upset me to that degree. And it's real. And it's a documentary. And it's a documentary directed by a woman who I've already brought up, Ava DuVernay, thirteenth.
1: Yeah, I had a feeling. Um, do you know who I want to put a major shout out to? Motherfucker. Um, this is the, this is the one I'm part way through, and it opens your eye. Do you know who I want to put like um, respect out to? Seth Rollins. Because someone's like, oh, Seth just ramping on the bandwagon there, da da. da, da. Two three years ago, Seth Rollins said, Check out this film, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Like, he was on the case from then, like, he's a very strong advocate for equality. And, is he you good? Know, <laughs> yeah, and but, yeah, I've it's 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 meant to be from what I've seen so far. You're like, Bro,
0: oh man, I'd like, I think you'll back me up on this though. I, though I've obviously said that I can never understand the full difficulty, despite the fact that I what I like to think is quite well informed. Um, A lot of this film showed me things that I was aware of and it expanded on it in a way that I just, it it really fucking upset me. This film, it really, really fucking upset me because it, it just showed the worst of humankind. It showed how deeply ingrained the institutionalized racism is. And it shows where it comes from and it shows how it's been hidden and it shows how it's cleverly been hidden. I mean, it takes everything from literally the 1860s when slavery became abolished. Then we get to the point of, okay, so the South has surrendered. We need to rebuild the economy of the South. And we've got a literally a fucking nation of black people here and we don't know what to do with them. Because they're not slaves anymore solution enter the first mass incarceration of the united states and i'm not talking about black people going to what well, something i know that certain sectors of white society would like to believe oh yeah that they're, they're inherently programmed to be criminals that it's just within their dna it's just within their culture to do crime and to carry guns and to rape white women first of all learn your fucking facts because the amount of rape from white men to black women Far
1: outnumbered. Oh my days! You don't even want to go through that in the in the it case of history.
0: Yeah. Numbers: the amount of times a black man has ripped a white one. We're not even going to go down there. But what this film shows you is that when the the economy of the South collapsed after the Civil War, you've got literally a, a, enough population that could make up a nation of black people who were no longer slaves. So what do you do? First mass incarceration. You put them back in chains. You put them back in, except now you're just going to hide it by having striped black and white shirts. So they're not being whipped anymore, literally. They're just being put in a system whereby they can... And you know who it was that built the roads, who built new buildings, who ploughed the fields? It was all fucking prisoners. They were still slaves. It hadn't gone away. Yeah. Because the 13th Amendment clearly said, after the civil rights... Uh, the, the Civil Rights War ended in the North one. The, the uh, Constitution was written and the amendment, the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution was written, which wrote, which read that all Americans are free. That was the prefix by which slavery ended. There was a very small asterisk which the government managed to manipulate oh so well, unless you're a criminal. Yeah. How do we get these motherfuckers with slaves back into being where we want without breaking the law? Yeah, we're going to make them go to prison. Then they're not free anymore. And that's the fucking start of the film. Then you get to, you know, you go all the way through. And I'm going to give a minor spoiler here. 1915, a movie by a... I hate this kind. A guy called D.W. Griffith came out called Birth of a Nation.
1: Yeah, I saw this part already, yeah.
0: I'm going to... For the first time ever on the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast, I'm going to link two movies together. Spoiler alert, and I have to talk about it now, Birth of a Nation is my worst.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: And let me break this down to you. People, And what, what, what Birth of a Nation did, and Common described this fucking beautifully, because Common was one of, you know... Common, the panellists,
1: was, the, if for better or worse, so, yeah. Commentator, shall I
0: say. Yeah, yeah. he was one of the guys being interviewed for, for this movie, um, Thirteen. What he said is that what Birth of a Nation did is it created the status quo as it is now. It planted the seeds for what he calls anti-black mythology. This conce- this preconception that we have that... You said it yourself earlier. It, it's so powerful that black people are afraid of black people in some cases. It yeah. created this construct that black people are animalistic and watch birth of a nation. And I have, I fucking downloaded the shit and it's I want
1: to, I fantastic. do actually want to.
0: it is vile. And if anyone, anyone out there has, I'm mixing both my second and my worst here, but if anyone out there has the gall to tell me movies don't have that sort of power, really? Why do you think you're afraid of sharks? Yeah. You telling me that jaws didn't change the pre compre- the, the perception of people towards sharks. We're in the 2020s and you know what? still afraid of sharks because of that fucking film. Bringing it back to Birth of a Nation. This movie depicts black people as animalistic, cannibalistic, feral. It's literally got a scene of a <laughs> it's got a scene of a white woman who would sooner throw herself off a yeah. cliff than be raped by a black man. It's got it created, you know, this is when art permeated life. The Ku Klux Klan essentially resurged after this movie, and they never burnt crosses until Until this movie showed them burning crosses. And then you fast forward to the Ronald Reagan years, and you see the war on drugs, which in Reagan's time was rhetorical. To quote Chris Rock, I'll do this really short the war on drugs wasn't about drugs, the war on drugs was a way to keep more black men in prison. I am not in any emotional state that I can go into an eloquent critique a, a review of this film all i will say is i will usher what seth rollins said watch this fucking film if you want to understand and it's not a fucking excuse it's not an ex it is an explanation it's not an excuse it's an explanation as to how throughout history there has been this perfect melting pot that has just kept black people down from 1865 the way that slaves were essentially became criminals and then you know for lack of a, the same name just became slaves again how the mythology was created with birth of a nation how actual in- presidential bills were created in order to segregate and keep black people down all the way through to fucking bill clinton this shit went it didn't stop three strikes and you're out that was yeah. in the 90s yeah, yeah, yeah like what the fuck It, it, meant, yeah, yeah. it enraged me. I was crying by the end of it, but it wasn't I mean there was obviously sadness. it was anger, anger and I couldn't sleep whole fucking night and I was in a bad mood the whole next day. it marked me that much.
1: Damn! Yeah, I got to it, and I think the other point they said something which is quite true. It's like, where did we go from? And I say we as, as the black community go from being the very uneducated idiot who's happy, smiley, shining in shoes, and dancing to the very feral, animalistic side. Like, it, like guys, which one is it? <laughs> they were too dumb and we're just happy. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's so sad how the portrayal has been created. And you're right, uh, you know, Jaws is one, here's another one. I dare anyone to see a large set of steps outside and not believe that they're going to do the Rocky run, you know, and how old is Rocky? Like, so many things come into our minds based on film, based on art, and that was one. And you know what's really sad, actually, because as my research went, there were actually all black silent films, and the amount of them have been destroyed from the 20s and 30s, like, they're just, they're just named. There was nothing more to it. You know, and it's because of the way propaganda—there I call it—was spread throughout the U.S. during that time. And yes, people, propaganda can be negative. So, okay, yeah.
0: So that was my both my second and my worst.
1: Okay, so we've done yeah. So my second is Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Um, We we've touched on Malcolm so many times that it's there. It's the it's the entire journey of Malcolm Little into Malcolm X, that it just it it shows so much between the 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 different parts from a man who wanted to relax his hair, who was dating white people to, you know, the the incarceration which led to the turn and the understanding that I'd becoming someone else and the, the militancy, and you know, and this is why I really want to tell me to be higher because it shows you again the X Men. Stanley created the X Men to show you the same cause fought in two different ways. And ideally, I wanted those two to be right next to each other, but I just don't feel it portrayed the story of Martin Luther as much as you get in Malcolm X and the performance and the likeness, dare I say,
0: <laughs> between the likeness. Do you know who looks a lot more like uh, Malcolm X? And I th- this. Freaked me the fuck out when I saw them next to each other. Jamie Fox, Bro, he is the spitting image of Malcolm X. Do
1: you know what, though? Do you know what I think would be in a picture, if you put, po- like, in a pose of a Malcolm X pose, you would get it, but you would never get it in film? No. Jamie's be. height. Jamie's height will let him down. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Here, the old yeah. face, mate. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncanny. Uncanny. Unbelievable unbelievable yeah but no such a powerful film that just shows that some and you know yes the term any means necessary and again don't advocate violence but sometimes it becomes a case of a stronghold that ever call it fight fire with fire sometimes if resistance is there it's there did he go too far at times yes (laughs) but it it has led to part of the changes that we have but a fantastic performance by denzel washington of essentially a hero i'm not going to take it away malcolm x is reasons behind it though extremely they were had a purpose and <laughs>
0: <laughs> it doesn't look like that jamie fox.
1: <laughs> it does have a jamie fox element to it I, I i could give it to you i could give that to you yeah um for anyone wondering yes nick pulled up a picture on his phone and showed it to me via skype like yeah what are you saying yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah, yeah, you're right it's uncanny mate (laughs) Uh, so you've had my two you've had my worst i've had your two what's your worst
1: my worst is um i don't know if you've had this film there's actually a tv series uh netflix series of it at the moment that's called dear white people
0: i've heard of it yeah now good isn't it
1: tessa thompson's actually like the lead character in it a mixed race game um I was actually part of and I I, I feel actually bad to putting it down as my worst when I was part of the promo team for it in the UK okay <laughs> yeah it's that that big and essentially I think it shows you sometimes why you can't do a comedy behind certain issues so the whole situation is about a college campus and it's again kind of like the hate you give shows that you know white kids trying to adopt the black culture and they want to actually have a party there's going to be a party on campus where people are actually going to be doing black facing and the initial part shows you some of these stereotypes that do bug you um, as a black person of the, Oh, you know, can I touch your hair? Oh, when you're getting a tan, I think I'm nearly there, bro. Like there's certain stereotypes that you just like, <laughs> but you don't really find funny in life. And that show, this film shows it, but then it just gets into a way that it's trying to be funny. And I didn't find it funny. And then it tried to be too woke. Dare I say that I just couldn't oh, buy bro. into. It. Yeah. And I just couldn't buy into it. And you understand the, culture of being mixed and being sometimes seen as too white, sometimes seen as too black, dating a guy, you know, all of it, the, the, it ticks the right boxes but the narrative just wasn't there and I believe the pacing just didn't give me what I was looking for and I just, I, I came out feeling quite, yeah, to the film and that's why it was my worst. And it's not, I mean, by all means, watch it. It's not Birth of a Nation which essentially is a watch it just to see how disgusting people can be. It's not that. It just tried to tell a story and it tried to cover everything you know like you've got black people and the guy who was everybody hates chris was like a young black homosexual so it's like you threw that part in to show like yes they're represented too but it just felt like yeah i just didn't come away with the message that i felt they wanted to portray from it and that's why i was like yeah that's why it took the worst for me
0: my number one yes yo aj i got something to say <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police, come straight <laughs> from the underground.
1: <laughs> Just, you know what, we punted, and I, 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 I still forgot. I was like, what is his number one?
0: Straight out of Compton, baby. I love this film. Love I understand this that. Film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know how near and dear this film is to me. You want to talk about another time where life influenced art, and then art made life change. Yeah. The power that was the N.W.A., and I know some people might even turn around and say, really, really, that's what you want to do? Black lives to you is black hip-hop, violent hip-hop music. It's like, yeah, if you throw that at me, I will then throw at you, because you sound like one of those cunt reporters in the, um, in the actual movie. I'll throw at you the line that Ice Cube said back to the reporter. Our music, our life influences our music. If you don't like the music we're making scratch deeper and you'll see where this all these lyrics come from.
1: Yeah. no, and, and I think this is the thing, is that what... You see, this is the thing. People always see them as the troublesome four or they what have weren't. you. They weren't. They were fucking
0: prophets, if anything. This
1: is the th- You know, the early stages of hip-hop, because you can also take guys like Public Enemy, it was a message that is being portrayed. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from NWO by bringing up Public Enemy. This allowed them to open break the glass ceiling essentially open the door on all the stuff that are covered because this showed you that okay guys everything's how ha- you know hunky dory da da, da 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 this is what I'm living this is our life and again on top of that it also why I had it and the reason it's so low in my list was because it's been spoken before and, and that was read really to be it it's been spoken about before and these ones are I've talked Slightly more historical figures. But this film showed you that in a time of the 80s, this oppression was still going on. The police still had issues. The fact that when they were recording and just stopped for lunch, they were pinned to the ground. And it took Jerry Heller popping out to be like, these are my guys, they're my artists. It, it could show that no matter what positive works you're doing, you know, just by standing outside a recording studio, you're still doing rock. And well, that's what it shows. That
0: was one of the things that led to the initial mass incarceration in America. Do you know the biggest thing they used to imprison black people for? Was loitering. Fucking
1: Leitering. loitering. Imagine loitering puts you back into slavery. And these are people who didn't actually know what to do because they weren't didn't know how to experience freedom. <laughs> essentially. But you know, it goes down. And these as you said and that's why I suppose 13th just highlights it even more and more that no matter which way you try it, the more you fight to make change, mentally. We were all still in the same position, just in a, put it this way, it's the same person, just in a different suit, if you would, because no matter, you know, you went from shackles and whips to stripes to your baggy pants and hoodies. And I'm not saying that that's the only person, because you can be a black man in the suit and you're still being like, well, what's he doing? <laughs> Off the court. You know, it, it, we used to, make, bro, I, but it, you, you laugh and it, it's from the black guy. We used to make these jokes as black people in the car. You look at someone a bit yeah, well the only time a black man's in a suit is off to court like you, you, your mentality done that we look at a young black guy in a in a sports car and it's like <laughs> it's, it's drugs or football yeah. like stop it it yeah. these are the mentalities that you have and that film showed it in a way that these guys were rebellious in a way but they were fighting for a good cause and they got people to understand the situation
0: Bro, they got people to understand the situation. And I think the fact that, and let's be very real here. We were talking earlier about fences and, you know, the environment in which Denzel and his family lived, and it was a construct of poverty. Um, the, re- the, the reality is, is that I think the NWA were not inciting violence. They were speaking reality. And the fact that a group of black guys in the 80s, coming from fucking Compton, managed to work their way out of it. And it was hard work. It was talent, genius at work. And they managed to get out of literally what Coach Carter was talking about. They're either going to end up, you know, dead or drug dealers. Yeah. They were like, no.
1: No, no, no. You can do something. We can make something of this. And the fact, let's be honest, it turned Easy e around. Okay, the Easy e story has a tragic end, but it could have been a lot worse. He actually went from being a drug dealer who had no passion of rap whatsoever to being a part in it that we can still quote today. Of, Cruising like, down uh, the street in my stick four. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, you know, it's it's a big move. There is no denying what that actually became. So, but dude, by all means, I, I salute you and I respect you for putting it in. Like, I, I put it in there because... The reason I've done a lot of this stuff was it shows you... Sorry, I'm just going to be moving positions. If you see what I'm doing, it's because I, <laughs> I've just got something to do, but I'm still talking. Is that, um, you know, you see that whether it be trying to enter the world of science, trying to enter the world of music, trying to enter the world of sport, like you said with um, Coach Carter, there's still that barrier in in your... against you. I was going to say, I was going to say against your favour, but it, you just have these barriers that are forever there that just make it difficult to succeed. And based on what? I'm going to get lean back to 13th, to be honest, to say that's the real answer as to why oppression still exists. Yeah. That's general consensus of based on nothing.
0: I, I think, honestly, I'll, I'll finish on this. I'll say it again. Those guys should be celebrated. Because Common said another thing, bringing it back to 13th, Common said another thing. It's that the problem that the black community has now pre-Obama, certainly, and probably even more now post-Obama, lack of leadership, because Positive leaders, leadership. The, the leaders, and they, they go into detail on this on 13th. the leaders that the black community had were very, very precisely, tactically and systematically wiped out. Oh, Malcolm X, though, he got to go. Martin Luther, he got to go. Yeah. Angela Davies, oh. Yeah, but this is the problem, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. The yeah. problem that you have is, is that is either any any strong black leader has either been assassinated or incarcerated.
0: <laughs> it, it's not a good look. It's fucked. And then, you know, you've got guys like the NWA that come on. You know, again, part of the American Constitution is freedom of speech. Oh, but you say fuck the police and you going to jail because you were black. Yeah. It's like. The the hypocrisy that permeates that. And and I'm not shitting on the American Constitution. I believe that any country which has a code of conduct that allows its people to flourish is a good thing. But what I am saying is that the Constitution was written with enough loopholes that if if the wrong type of person came to power, it could be manipulated. And sadly, America has been blessed with, for lack of a better word, too many times the wrong type of person yeah yeah
1: that is it indeed that is it indeed okay perfectly summarized figure
0: out what it is
1: do you know what and i i don't even know if you knew it was out because i didn't know it was out but i found it and this is why i wanted to do it because it shows a lot and it goes counter to what you said actually it was actually released last year 2019 yes oh okay what was going to say
0: that
1: what was going to be your guess when they see us oh but that's that's a four-part documentary like i would have loved to have said when they see us have you seen it yet
0: it was on my to-do list and i was really worried you're going to bring it up and be like have you I've not seen it it's okay?
1: like <laughs> no 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 the four part documentary head twice a four part mini series so i couldn't make it into this you know it's a very long film but it, it's really worth watching um harriet the story of harriet tubman um and the reason i put it up more than anything is that uh, did you know it was up? no this is it for for something that as much as we can have a film based on well, mind you, you know, even W, I don't know how much promotion it got, but for someone who made such a huge impact in the world, we don't see the story of a lady who was married to a freed slave, was denied freedom um, from her slave. She ran away. Again, You know, kind of like where you see Birth of a Nation. I don't know how true this is actually for Harriet Tubman, but I believe it's true. When her, her slave master caught up with her, she chose to jump into a river um, and face death. Then do it and you know she survived and then she's made her way she then heads back to the um she's found a way to get back in there uh, to the slave camp where she was to get back to her husband he believes she was dead he's remarried and got kids but she's like you know what there's not more there's a lot more to this she builds the underground railroad frees the people and it's a continuous effort just because it's just for freedom essentially and I think people may have heard the name Harriet Tubman, but don't know the journey that went through. And this, to think that this film came out last year and had no mass media attention, even though it got... I think it even got a nod for um, an Oscar. It's, it got a nod somewhere, but no one knows of it. I just think it's a crime. So, and I just feel like, for what she's done, and essentially NWA, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, probably all owe a lot of gratitude to the movement that she's done, or freeing, like, over... Uh, near a thousand like 750 plus slaves it needed that recognition so i made it my number one like hands down Uh, yeah do you know what there were so many people and i kept saying i'm going to remember the lady's name and i still forgot who it was and there was some real big names linked to doing it bear with me a second i will get her name (sighs) i nearly just read out my pin. For my phone out loud not that anyone knows me but um i was just gonna say yeah you can have it i think you know it anyway so it's not a problem so but <laughs> the young lady who played it was cynthia Arrivo. Oh, to be honest i don't i've not heard the name either when i first saw her picture i was like oh yeah i was like the the, the poster to the film i thought it was erica badu not that most people are like they look nothing alike but that's what i saw at a first glance and i was like oh and then the more I looked, but she gave a very, very powerful performance. You could feel the emotion in her deliverance of Harriet Tubman. I was just like, yeah. I don't. How did I not know about it? How did the world not know about it? I need to push the flag on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's our list then, dudes. Um, now, um, before we get into the actual movie Matt Rushmore, I promise that various groups on whatsapp on twitter on all over social media that i would give you some shout outs if you told us what your favorite movies were um i'm sorry to say to everyone i don't we actually got quite a lot of feedback on this i don't have time to go through them all but i'll read out some of them um so yeah, I put out a message going uh, drop your favorite movie about Black Lives below in your Twitter handle and I'll read it out. So uh, KMSTX 78 said Do the Right Thing is one of my top 10 films of all time and has been for over 25 years since I discovered it in high school so there's that. Um, we Love Movies, our friends came back and said uh, Malcolm X, uh, Beast of No Nation and Just Mercy, so two, uh, two of yours, one of mine came on there. Um, Odds and Evens came back to serve with love. Wayne Bucard said, Mo better blues. Um, You can find him at uh, Bucud, that's uh, B-O-U-C-A-U-D-1. Maha at Muhi, M-A-H-M-U-I said, Ladies sing the blues. That was one of hers. Jordan Charles at My Guy Rudy said, Get Out. Um, What? Oh, well. Okay. I didn't didn't like Get Out, but there you go. That's just me. A lot of
1: people like that. i get it though i i think i get it but it's not representation i just but i get it i get it i get why because it shows something of the admiration for the race but not wanting to be race. I, I get it all right fair enough yeah.
0: um ashley goff at goffy eight on instagram shout out to me said straight out of compton but also said get out which i'm still not sure about um james stewart came back with a very diplomatic answer of not sure how qualified i am to talk about the black experience but i loved moonlight and 12 years a slave so 12 years a slave is a fucking snuff film james i'm sorry I
1: haven't, I, haven't I, haven't ah, I
0: haven't seen it horrible um uh, lauren davey at uh, d4vey came back and said uh, although I don't think it's historically accurate at all, and it's certainly controversial, I feel like it's incredibly empowering to black people, and that's Django Unchained. Dino? You know? okay.
1: No, 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 listen, I get it. I, I get think it. think there's
0: you. a certain, the same way I felt about seeing a group of Jews completely turn no, adult no, they're no, into mischievous and it. inglorious bastards, I, even I, if I'm not Jewish. I think there's something quite wonderful no, 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 about No, no, this is I'm picking the shit out of a slaver
1: it is i mean i was i i I was i was cheering along as well you know i get it and you know not everyone's been lucky enough to see malcolm x you know certain films and to be fair it's the empowerment behind it which i i then salute you know okay to be fair it even crossed my mind like do i want that and i was like no i don't you know so it's not wrong it's not wrong
0: i toured with django definitely because it's it does come to mind and it is a hell of a film um but it didn't fulfil the theme and message that I was setting out with my topic. Yeah, 10.
1: this is this is kind of my thing. That's why I hesitated. Within the context of the way we were looking at it, it, it kind of differs. But it's no, it's there. And I fa- I thank everyone, even those who voted. Get out. Look, it's it's just. Yeah, it is what it is. No, no, no. It it show it it has a social context, it's just I don't know if it's the narrative I wanted to portray for it. That's just that.
0: It does and there's all sorts of underlying themes about, you know, the oppression of white people on black people and you know the manipulation and control. It's all there.
1: Yeah, no, no. This but it's it. just
0: it's told it. in a really zany way. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Bad boy. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. This is what well, Malcolm X is high on both lists.
0: Um, you can, I, I won't fight you really hard on Malcolm X, to be honest, mate.
1: It gets harder after.
0: I'd say I'd like 13th to be on there because if there was yes, ever something before this, and this I, is a documentary, documentary, it's all based on yeah, yeah. And, it, and it literally, literally, you're talking about Black Lives, this tracks everything from 1860 up to fucking Donald oh, do you know what maybe, maybe I'd, tell me if I'm wrong
1: <sighs> shit no because part of me wants to say Malcolm X leader um, documentary 13th fictional hate you give from a musical standpoint and more current, straight out of Compton. I that's literally the four I was going to pick. I uh, don't get me wrong. Nothing against the other world leaders, but it's there. We covered it, and the fact that we both have, you know, as much as we might want to touch on Harriet, I think the fact that I've mentioned it, yeah, kind of says it. I know there's the if the aliens or what have you, but honestly, am I really gonna am I really gonna turn my back on Denzel? Ah!
0: <laughs> this so, is it. You've but. literally picked the four that I was gonna go with. So. I don't think there's much point in looking further than that. Those no. are the four that are resonating with us and that's what the Twitterverse shall receive. Yeah. You happy with it or you still um, stuff?
1: No, sorry. I was, I was just, you know you say them but then your mind always goes blank on the fourth. You always have three in your head and there's always the fourth. I'm like, huh? Which one was it? But I've got them all now. Three,
0: leader, fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Got them all down? Yep, I've got them down. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore about movies about black lives in no particular order is... The Hate You Give. Our second entry is...
1: Straddard Compton, Crazy motherfucker called Ice Cube. <laughs> can't help it can you I was tempted I was like stay 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 in but yeah I loved that tune and the film our third entry is by any means necessary Malcolm X
0: our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of movies about black lives is
1: 13th which even I'm waiting to complete. So yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Okay, guys. Um, time is pressing on the dudes here. Um, we've had many debates here. I hope these. T- to be fair, as much as it's a rush more, please check these all out because it will just educate you. Because even when you think one area is covered, the other films will show you another side. To be like, damn, like all of this to one section of the world. Like, yeah, it it is telling. It's telling. There's not much more I could really add. Um. Yeah, I I just thank you. Um, you will have the option to pick your favourite. Um, we mentioned our good friend at Movie Polls for you, who um essentially we create the Rushmore, you create the favourite. So there will be a vote up on our, both Twitter's, just showing you these are the options. Pick your favourite, and the winner will be revealed. And last week we done Golden Age Cinema, 1941. No, please, 1941 to
0: 1954. Yes, sir.
1: You're still getting it wrong. And Nick, would you like to reveal our Rushmore and our eventual winner, please, sir?
0: Yes, so in at number four, we had double indemnity. Okay. Took quite a hit with only 9%. Wow. Um in at number three, we had Twenty Thousand leagues under the under the sea, which also took a real hit with only 10%. Okay. This part I found unexpected, because in at number two was Citizen Kane. <laughs> With, And I say only because it's comparing to the number one, because 33% is what Citizen Kane got. I was like, really? Okay. Clearly the okay. world is moving away from thinking this is the greatest film of all time during mm-hmm. New Age. And on number one, this is mad. From four movies, this got 48% of the vote. Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> rear window.
1: Nice. Nice. And that was the one you fought for. So congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. And congratulations, Mr. Hitchcock. The dudes finally put you in and you showed your worth. Essentially. <laughs> not not to, not to be not to be messed with. Okay, guys. So as we said, um that was there. You will see you can see the various polls. Um a blog is coming eventually where you will see all of our Rushmore's and, again, our crowned winners. Um, again, voted by you, not the dudes. All we've done is put the Rushmore together. So don't blame us if you disagree. We've disagreed at times. Not disagreed, but been shocked at times at, at our eventual winners. Even this one that had Nick on it, the world's greatest movie, may not be the world's greatest movie anymore. So there you go. Um, please.
0: a lot of comments on here where people were like, overrated, don't get it, what's the hype about? And I was like, damn, really? Like, people... Because I rewatched Citizen Kane recently for this hundred movies countdown we're doing on Insta. Um, It's coming up in a few days, actually. It it is a fucking masterpiece. I'm sorry, like. But but for argument's sake, cinema, like it's
1: unreal. What makes for argument's sake to be the greatest film? And you're doing the hundredth greatest countdown. You're not even top twenty yet. No. Says a lot. Says a lot. Just just position
0: worried me. I was like, really.
1: it just shows the evolution of cinema my friend and how much we pay attention to history i think is also another
0: side to it and and that's clearly something that was the theme on this top 10 list We're not learning
1: yeah indeed
0: okay so guys at
1: movie mt rushmore on twitter at movie polls for you that's where you can cast your vote and have your voice um also communicate with us and movie post views i'm sure i'd love to hear from you guys as well on a general film topic um www.silverscreendudes.com you can find all um all of our episodes of the movie Matt rushmore and if you're a wrestling fan you can check out the ministry of wrestling which is on the rise once again and you can also find out our, our individual works again on facebook and instagram Silverscreen dude oh excuse me and i believe that, that is all I'd like to put, and obviously, big shout out to K2K and my man Nico for doing the 100 Greatest Countdown, so do definitely check out our Instagram where you will find him doing a mini-review for the 100 Greatest Films as voted by Empire Magazine, not us, please stop with the criticism. I feel sorry for the guy.
0: I get it on the daily, mate. (laughs) I believe it. I I don't have anything to add, mate. That was uh, well done. It's been a good episode.
1: Indeed, indeed. And open, yeah. Not the humour as usual, we can be quite comedic, but Obviously, I'm sure you guys can appreciate the tone on this one. So Thanks. that's why. But until the next time, I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan.
0: I'm
1: yeah See, See ya. ya.